Hey, this is Shane Valenstein, the pastor at City on a Hill Community Church. I want to welcome you to our sermon podcast. I hope that this podcast helps you grow deeper in your relationship with Jesus Christ. If you want to learn more about our church, you can visit us at cityonahillmd.org. Enjoy the message. We're in, the, we're in the middle of our series called Made New. This is the third week of our series. And all month long, we've been talking about what it looks like to actually be made new in Jesus. What, what it looks like to, to change your life, to, to go from one way to then being another way. We started out on Easter Sunday by looking at these two disciples that were walking down the road after Jesus' resurrection and not even realizing that they were with Jesus. Right? We, they, they, there were these disciples who, after the resurrection, they didn't know Jesus was alive yet, but they're walking down the road, and a stranger comes up to them and is walking with them, and it's actually Jesus, but they don't realize that it is. And we, and we saw this whole picture, and we learned that, first, Jesus is always with us, regardless of whether we're aware of it or not. Jesus is always walking with us, and sometimes we, we may be hurting, we may be struggling, we may go from having a broken heart, but then when Jesus is involved, something starts to stir in us, and then our hearts can be made new. So last week, we talked about what it looks like, the new heaven and the new earth in the book of Revelations, and, and the Apostle John talking about that. And we learned how God can dwell with us, that we're revived, and then we discover this eternal life. And this is the hope that we have of being made new and of a, a new life. So if you, if you haven't seen any of those, you, you can check out on our YouTube page and, and watch any of those or our podcast and check them out. But we're going to continue our conversation today by talking about what it actually looks like to be made new. So I want to ask you a question. Do you ever go through the entire day and when you get to the end of the day, you look back and you're like, what did I even do? I don't know if you've experienced, right? Like, you finish the day and you're like, I didn't actually do anything of, of note, right? Like I, I look back, I, what did I accomplish today? What did I do today? And now don't get me wrong, sometimes those days are necessary. Sometimes those days are needed. And then other times they're not. But there are some times where we can go through the whole day and, I, and we wonder, did I actually accomplish anything? And the, and the crazy part is, you don't even feel rested, like, a lot of times, you're still busy. Like, you it's, you, it's not that you weren't busy. It's not that you were just sitting there doing nothing, but you just were busy doing things that weren't even really accomplishing anything. You were just busy for busy's sake. And then you get to the end of the day, and you look back, and you're like, I'm tired, but what did I do? What, what progress was made? What, what did I actually accomplish? See, we're not always really good at actually making the most of our day, but we are very good at making our day busy. We're very good at that. We love to fill our day. We love to do things just so we can look back and we can be like, well, I, I drove over here and then I had to go here and then I had to go do this and then I had to do this and then I came home and, and, and we, we can fill our day no problem. But we don't always feel like something was accomplished. See, when, when we're not productive in life, we begin to feel old. And that's not an age thing. That's no matter how old or young you are. When we're not productive, then it's like, ah, oh, I just kind of feel like garbage. I just, I just don't feel that good about myself. When we're, when we're just sitting at home, if you take a day and, you, and you're just sitting at home and you're just watching Netflix all day long, by the end of the day, how do you feel? Not good, right? Not very good. 
So you get to the end of the day and you're like, well, I just binge watched three seasons of this show that I love. And now I get to the end of the day and I'm like, whew, I'm tired. I could use a nap. It's like, what? How did that happen? You know? That, to me, see, for me, it's not really Netflix. For me, it's football. And I've talked to you about this, but like, I, it, there are days where I, when football's around, after church is over, I could sit there and watch football from 1 o'clock at night until after the Sunday night football game, which ends at like 11.30. And I just sit there all day long. Now, now, don't get me wrong. I have three young kids, so this is no longer possible. But <laughs> that, that, I could, no problem. And then you get to the end of the day, and you're just like, oh, I, I ate Chinese food all day, and I sat, I sat on the couch, and I watched football, and then I ordered pizza. And then I just, it, you just feel terrible about yourself. And, and when you're not productive, you begin to feel old. Now, like I said, being the, parents of, uh, being the parent of three young kids, this is obviously no longer possible. It's obviously not what I'm able to do. But it isn't just about being busy. You see, there are times when I am exhausted but not productive. And that, to me, is like the worst feeling. When you are exhausted without being productive, there's a huge difference between that and then just sitting on our butts all day doing nothing. So sometimes, like I said, you do need a day to slow down and catch your breath. So, so, don't, so don't attack me, okay? If you're like, I need that, then great. But you really don't, we really only need like a day of that. If, if we're doing that constantly, then, it's, then we get ourselves in trouble. So yeah, I, I can start to lose myself when I don't do anything for too long, when there's too much rest, when there's too much going into it. And this is not based on age, it's not based on gender, it's not based on race or anything else. We are all meant to not only have life, but to live life. You're meant to live. You're not meant to exist, you're meant to live. And sometimes we're just existing. We're just kind of going along. So the question then is, how do we do this? Where do we find true purpose? How do we find true purpose in life? And what does it mean? What does that actually mean to live life, not just exist in life? See, Jesus talked about what it looks like to actually be alive. And if, and if we're wanting to be made new, this is very, very, very helpful. This whole month we're talking about, okay, I want to be refreshed. I want to be made new. What does that look like? What does that mean? How do I do it? Jesus talks about this in John chapter 15, verses 1 through 17. We're going to read together, and it'll be on the screen. This is what Jesus said. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will, even, so, so, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit apart from me. You can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my word remains in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given to you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As a father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. 
If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made complete. My command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that he laid down his life for his friends. If you are my friends, if you do what I command, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends. For everything that I, have, that, that, that I learned from my father, I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. Then the Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. This is my command, love each other. So Jesus is making a powerful, powerful statement here. Very powerful statement. And a practical statement. He starts off saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. In other words, this is what Jesus is saying. You are alive when you are connected to life. That's when you're alive. When you're connected to a life source. But if we're not connected to a life source, then, then, then we're not alive. And, and our culture today is filled with people who need to be connected. That's our culture. And, we're, and the interesting thing is, we have the opportunity to be more connected than anybody throughout the history of the world. Isn't that crazy? Like in our world today, in 2023, you and I have the technology. You and I have everything needed to be connected to as many people as possible. We have that opportunity. Yet, I think that our world may be the loneliest that it has ever been. So what's, what's that about? Like, how, how is that the case? If we have the opportunity to be more, I mean, we could call somebody on the complete opposite side of the world Right now and talk to them face-to-face -face over FaceTime, right? Like, we could do that. You can be connected to anybody in the world. Yet our world is still a lonely, dark, and hurting place. I mean, nobody has had the opportunity that you and I, that you and I have right now. But there's depression. There's anxiety. There's pain. When was the... When was the last time that you left your house without your phone? And I'm willing to bet it wasn't on purpose, right? <laughs> but you leave your house, and then you forget your phone, and you get somewhere, and you're like, oh, no, what, where did I, what, what uh, uh, can somebody call my phone? And then you got your Apple Watch. I don't have Apple Watch, but you're like dinging it, and it's just sitting in your bathroom or something, right, at home. And, and you feel naked. You feel lost. You're like, well, what, now what am I going to do? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how to get anywhere without it. I depend on the directions, right? I can't, I don't know anybody's phone number. How am I going to call anybody? <laughs> like, I, how am I going to know what's happening in the world? I, like, it's such a, a weird thing when we leave our house without our phone. I remember a few years ago, see, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of cruises. Pastor Tara and I talk about this all the time. It's not really quite my thing. Uh, but the one thing that I do love about going on a cruise is that I didn't have my phone. Because I was like, I am not paying extra money to use my phone. You know, I'm on vacation. What do I need it for anyways, right? Like, I, I'm not working. 
If you guys, if you guys can call Pastor Nicole. I'm not working, okay? <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I don't need to pay for anything. I didn't have my phone. And I was there with families, there with my wife, with you know, my, my parents on the cruise we went on. And it was like my brother, his family's there, my sister, her family. And it was great. And, and it was nice to just be like, oh, I don't have to worry about is somebody trying to contact me? What do I, what do I need to look like? There's just